My name is Gabriel Reyes. I will be speaking about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Students will be able to effectively identify the reasons for foreign and domestic policies and their implementation during the Cold War in Cuba orally using a script, personal research, and a podcast. So uh, to begin, I'm just going to start off by talking about who Fidel Castro was. Uh, Fidel Castro came into power over Cuba in 1959 after overthrowing Batista and his regime by leading 9,000 men into Havana, forcing Batista to flee the country. Uh, Fidel had made many attempts before then to try and overthrow the government that Batista had put into Cuba, but he had failed a couple times, and this time he had finally been successful. Fidel gained the support of Cuba by making false promises to the people, ultimately leading him them into more corruption. Some of the promises Castro made were to start having free elections and legal discrimination, restore land ownership to Cubans, and a lot more things that he told Cubans that he would do. But eventually, um, once he gained power, he failed to uphold his word, which only made Cuba question him more. Um, it was hard enough to keep Cuba running smoothly just, um, on his own, uh, without the help of other countries, uh, which resulted him, resulted in him accepting Soviet oil in exchange for Cuban sugar. The United States responded by refusing to refine the oil, and as a result, Cuba began nationalizing all American-owned refineries. Um, So things started to go back and forth between the United States and Cuba. Tension started to grow until the United States felt the need to strike back, initiating a direct conflict with Cuba. So as an attempt for the United States to overthrow Castro, uh, Eisenhower, the president of the United States at the time, authorized the training of Cuban exiles in Miami to go back to Cuba and overthrow Castro. Uh, but then Eisenhower wasn't able to finish the project, so Kennedy executed the plan and inherited all of the all of the plans that they planned to. To do. Um, so Kennedy executed the plan after taking office by sponsoring an abortive invasion at the Bay of Pigs. Eisenhower had initiated the plan, and once Kennedy took over, things started to accelerate a lot faster. Um, Cuban exiles were trained to execute and assassinate Castro for years and then finally they decided to carry out the plan and invade Cuba. It was at the last moment that Kennedy decided the United States wouldn't provide air support to the invading forces, leaving the exiles vulnerable to Cuban Air Force. Cuba in this case had the upper hand ending in a disastrous outcome for the United States because the US backed operation ended in the the death of 200 rebel forces and another 1,200 were captured by the Cuban government. Castro claimed the success of his revolution over the U.S. operation, which made the situation worse because Cuba is being taken seriously, which is 
not good for the United States because they find it very threatening that Cuba, this small island, uh, was able to defeat them, you know, in the assassination at the Bay of Pigs. As a result of the United States trying to take Castro out, Castro knew that he was going to need the support of other countries, so he turned to the people who didn't really like the United States either, which at the time was the USSR. Shortly after the incident, Castro claimed Cuba a communist state just to, you know, uh, probably make the United States mad. Uh, and, and as a result, it obligated the USSR to provide support for Cuba, which was alarming for the United States considering how much the USSR wanted to expand their communist ideologies farther east. Uh, things, uh, unfortunately, only got worse between the United States and Cuba, so Castro asked them for weapons, uh, advisors, soldiers, but the Soviets had suggested that they put ballistic missiles in Cuba instead that would put the eastern United States within range for nuclear attack. So Kennedy made the decision to enact a naval blockade around Cuba and made it clear that the United States was prepared to use military force if necessary to neutralize the perceived threat to national security. As conflict only got worse, word got around to the rest of the world and everyone was also preparing for a nuclear confrontation between the two superpowers of the world being the United States and the USSR. As tensions between the two countries grew, Fidel Castro had suggested to Soviet leader Nikita to use the missiles and to sacrifice Cuba if necessary. It was to Castro's surprise that the United States and the USSR had quickly came to an agreement to remove the missiles from Cuba in exchange to remove the missiles placed by the United States in Turkey. And then the leader of the Soviet Union quickly ordered the ships that were sent to take more missiles to Cuba to turn around, ending the Cuban Missile Crisis. After that time, uh, things didn't really get much better between Cuba and the United States, but eventually uh, they were able to remain cordial and compromise uh, for a pretty long time without having to have conflict. But still to this day, we uh, the United States doesn't have the best relationship with Cuba and uh, hopefully one day they can come together and be nice to each other.